Hi, I'm Christina Davis, and welcome to the Crazy Nomad Podcast, where we talk about the real side of working and living as a digital nomad, the raw, unfiltered, crazy, funny, wild, sometimes difficult side of those living outside of the normal nine to five. So get ready, sit back, because here are some crazy nomads. Well, everyone, welcome back to the Crazy Nomad Podcast. Today, I have my friend Kevin on, TikTok superstar. Uh, Can't wait to hear his story, talk about how he came to Bali, why his life changed, how it changed, all of it. So, Kevin, thanks for coming on today. Yeah, 100%. So happy to be here. So happy to have you. So give us a backstory, like where, you know, where'd you come from? How'd you get to Bali? You know, what made you make the life change that you did and the career change you did? Yeah, so I I jumped around a little bit. I graduated college in 2013, had a variety of careers, and I ended up back in my hometown last year of 2020 during COVID. And I was actually working in the education industry. And I don't know if it was just being trapped and not being able to travel, or it was the fact that like I had fallen my way back deeper and deeper into the corporate grind that eventually I just kind of had enough and I realized I wasn't excited at all about my current life, my current job, to the point that I wasn't even taking photos on my iPhone anymore. (laughs) And that's like the physical thing that showed me like, wow, I'm really not excited where my life is. And I was just reminiscing, looking back at old photos from days I traveled to Costa Rica four or five years ago. And I knew I needed a change, but I had no idea where to get started or what that looked like. And I was actually a year ago from now, Um, in that nine to five and about to pursue a master's program that the employer I was working for was going to help pay for. And so it's crazy to think about how much has changed. But what happened was two weeks before I was about to start this master's program, a friend of mine called me and offered me a remote tech job at this company he was working for. And I knew another job wasn't the solution to my, you know, being unhappy lifestyle, but just the idea of being able to work from anywhere really woke me up to like, my old nature. And once I, I heard that, I kind of got the itch to travel again. And it, it just sent my mind down the spiral of, well, if I could work anywhere, where would I want to work? And where would I want to live? And yeah. what do I want my life to be like? And that's when like Bali just kind of came to me. And once I heard that, I again, I knew the job wasn't the solution, but I knew I had to make my way out here. And everything changed. And I didn't do the master's program. And I started <laughs> finding a way to get here. So what made you choose Bali to come? It was three main things. Um, Well, the funny thing was at first, when I was considering this job, I was like, okay, so maybe I'll go to Brazil. I had a friend there or Portugal. Um, The job was based out of the UK and I get so much anxiety around work or at least work that doesn't resonate with my soul. And so the idea of waking up like three or five hours after the company had already started work just scared the crap out of me. So I was like, okay, if I'm going to work for them, I need to be like ahead of them. And that's when I started looking at, you know, digital nomad communities that were, you know, before the UK time zone. And that's when Bali came up. And then I just had this hunch. I was like, I feel like it's progressive out there. It's a little spiritual. So there's got to be vegan cafes. Like I I eat vegan most of the time. And so the idea for me was just like beach, you know, digital nomad community and vegan cafes. And all I knew for certain was like, it's an island. So there's beach. The other two were kind of a leap of faith. But when I came, it was literally everything and more. Um, So I'd made the right choice. But yeah, those were were the three things I was going off of. So did you end up taking that job or did you the virtual one or did you like how did TikTok and everything come into play with all of it yeah so it was really funny so I didn't take the job okay. um and 
it was just the end of June in 2020. I decided, okay, I want to live in Bali, but I don't know how. And I started getting ads for like being a travel influencer and all these different things and using Instagram. And I knew like travel influencing wasn't the exact path, but it was a step closer to what I wanted, which was working for myself, being able to travel, align with brands or work that again, I was aligned with. And I knew Instagram wasn't, you know, the path for me. And so I had just been toying around with TikTok and I had, you know, started a podcast on my own months before and didn't get a lot of traction. I was kind of the guy that was trying everything. Yeah. And once I tried TikTok, I realized it was the platform where I got the most juice for my squeeze. Mm-hmm. What I spent five five minutes doing on TikTok cost me two weeks doing on a YouTube or an, yeah. on, or on another platform. And so I kind of decided, like, I made up my own story as I went. I said, I'm going to blow up on TikTok and then I'm going to use that audience to monetize it and make a living in Bali. And I didn't have everything figured out for the how, but it just made sense to me when I looked back at my freelance career and working as a web designer, doing some business coaching that, and and seeing in other clients, the only things that had failed for me or for others to really make it financially secure and successful and sustainable was never the product that I was selling or clients were working with. It was always like a lack of clients or a lack of great clients. And so I just figured that the solution was having a massive audience first and then having the monetization and using that audience to then drive traffic or like funnel kind of warm sales leads yeah. into some type of program. And so that's what, what I decided to do instead of like pursuing that job. And I spent the month of, of August really going all in. And I was only aiming to grow like 5,000 followers. Yeah. I think people said, you know, 5K, you're a nano influencer. 10K to 50, you're micro. So my goal was like, okay, get 5,000 followers, quit and move to Bali. And I blew up and grew 30,000 in a month and then 80,000 in two and a half months. And, and next thing I know, I was like, oh, this actually works. Yeah. And I ended up getting paid by TikTok like from September nice. and October, which for me, it wasn't a crazy amount, but it was just enough to show like, you know, that little universe sign that says there's something You're here, right. keep going. Exactly. And so for me, I was like, okay, if this just covered a month that I would have made working, now I can justify quitting and then spending yeah. a month to figure out how to monetize. So yeah, I just substituted TikTok instead of that job and went all in. There you go. So what kind of TikTok did you start with? Like, did you still, obviously now you're like a travel kind of stuff. Did you start that way in the beginning or how did you start your TikTok? Yeah. So it was so funny because the whole time I was messing with TikTok, I really thought I was just practicing and then I would move to Bali and make this epic travel content. And it was my personal account that blew up. And it was just on like actually mental health stuff and inspiring quotes. Mm -hmm. And I was literally using one person, one creator sounds, which is like really cool quotes and just throwing it over my footage, something so simple. But my key, and I share this with my clients now, was just finding a way that I could produce a high volume of content consistently. Mm -hmm. And so I was working in nine to five and that job was well over the hours of nine to five. So I didn't have the time to really craft all these amazing or badass TikToks But what I could do is use these guys' sounds and just plop them on videos I already had in my camera roll and just keep pushing them out. And so I actually blew up using this dude's sounds and like a lot of mental health stuff. And it totally changed like when I got out to Bali and then I had to learn how to work with that. But now I'm able to tell others like it doesn't matter if you're going to stick to it. Like you can change and there's ways to do it and 
just get started. Yeah, definitely. It's so funny too because I was home um, waiting to come to Bali and I actually came across your TikTok online yes. super randomly and it was like about you like filming moving to Bali and like packing in your flights or whatever it was, like your tickets. And I was like, oh my God, that's so weird. Like I'm going like whatever and I actually reached out to you. I think it was on Instagram and I was like, hey, like came across you online super randomly. Um, but it just goes to show like, you know, TikTok can just put kind of whatever in front of you. 100%. This algorithm, I think if anyone out there has been on TikTok or has spent time on the platform, it really is the most super targeted algorithm, but it's like in a positive way. It gives yeah. you exactly what you need. It's the friend or therapist at midnight that you're looking for a sign and that for you page gives you exactly what you need. And so it is really cool how it's connected creators and people around the world. And yeah, I was just sharing that stuff for myself as like documenting my journey because I was so scared to quit that job. It yeah. was the most successful up until that point I had ever been. I had a new car. I was close to family. I finally could afford going out on dates or hanging out with my friends and eating in nice places. Yeah. And I felt like I was giving it all up again. And so I really just wanted to capture all my worries and everything I did moving so that if and when things worked out a month down the road, I would have this contrast of content of like nervous Kev before quitting yeah. and moving and like questioning if it was the right choice to then obviously seeing these amazing videos and being like, well, no, duh, that was the best decision of my life. Yeah. And that's like exactly what happened. 100%. And I think it's one thing that people forget is like, yeah, we come here and now you have like this amazing content, whatever, but it doesn't come with fear when you first start. Like yeah. there is so much fear, you know, even me, I've moved away multiple times and I've traveled, you know, a shit ton. But every time you move away, it's always like that, oh God, like, and I didn't exactly know where my business is going. I didn't know where my life was going. I didn't know what I really wanted to do. Like you kind of go on this like leap of faith being like, I believe in myself and I know I'm doing the right thing, but like, God, I'm scared shitless right it's, now. And, and no one talks about that, yeah. you know, and, and people don't see that in others. Like they tell me or they'll tell you, they're like, oh, like you're so bold and fearless or you're a risk taker. I'm like, dude, no, I'm like naive and trusting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like I'm just dumb and praying a yeah. lot. Um, but that's really it. And it's like, it does come with fear and everyone, so many people like either let that fear hold them back or think that like, if they have the fear, it's not the right choice. And I have a friend out here, her handles at gypsy and sneakers. She's also blown up yeah. a, a bit on, across multiple platforms. And we too, similar to you, um, met each other like similar a month before we were moving out here. And I remember having one of those doubts those days I'd quit, I'd booked the flight and I was really scared to like go through with it. Yep. And she gave me a quote and she was like, be scared, but do it anyway. And that like just stuck with me like for everything from the move to Bali to then afterwards when I bought a motorcycle and I was like, all right, I guess I'm staying in Bali. And then yeah. I got a key to, like I got a longer visa staying out yeah. here and I'm buying a villa and like all the stuff that I kept getting scared to do those words stuck with me. And it's so true. It's like the fear never escapes you. And anytime we want something we don't have currently in our life, it takes that leap of faith. It takes letting go of everything we've worked for and almost like risking it all again for something greater. And there is no guarantee, but I think it's when we get to like that draw the line in the sand moment where we can't not do it. Yeah. You know, the pain of not doing it um, is greater than like the fear of just doing it. And so we end up just taking the leap and like hoping for the best. But I think that's when it always does. 100%. Do you have like a pivotal or draw like the line in the sand moment that you were like, I need to quit. Like I have to do this. Yeah. And it was... It was one thing. It was with my current employment. Yeah. Um, it was really tough to be like in in the education industry during COVID. Oh my god, I can't even imagine. Um, and I had always felt my whole life I was kind of diving into like 
inner child work and shadow work and yep. childhood trauma and realizing like I had just become this epic people pleaser and it made me a great employee and a great yeah. worker, <laughs> but I was just running around like- Chicken head cut off. Exactly. And, and making everyone else's dreams come true. And so um, with my current situation with work, some things were happening that I just didn't feel totally behind. Yeah. And I always knew that like I could go back to that similar situation, whether it was that company or something like it. Yeah. Um, but this I could never do again. You know, COVID was literally in our lives. And when a window of opportunity opened to travel, it wasn't going to be open for long. Yeah. And COVID really showed me that I, I used to take travel for granted. I used to, I came to Europe in 2014 thinking I could go back and I hadn't been back since in seven years. Yeah. So COVID really showed me like, dude, like you don't, you know, you don't just have the ability to travel. And so, yeah, some stuff was happening at, at my current job that I just didn't feel aligned with. And I'm the type of person that can't do things that I'm not like super emotionally behind. And if it doesn't jive with me, I I just can't do it. And so I just got to a place where even though I was so scared, I literally didn't have the energy to put into something that didn't resonate with me anymore. It was just so clear I had outgrown my current environment. And it was kind of like I didn't have a choice. And, And few people I felt understood that, especially my close friends and family, But for me, I was like, I couldn't wake up and do what I was doing every day. I just literally, I I knew my time was up. And if I didn't do it then, like shit would have hit the fan real bad. (laughs) So, and I had been in that position before and I knew what that felt like. And I was just like, all right, this is it. Like I've outgrown this environment. Yeah. I think something a lot of people don't talk about too is the fact like we, people who want to live this lifestyle are a bit different. So at home when you're like, I can't do this job anymore, people are like, it's life. Like get in line, it's life. Like go, you go to work. We don't all love our jobs always, but we have to do it because we have to pay the bills and you have to do whatever. And it's like, but do you? Yeah. Like, do you have to do that life? And that was the most I had in the other direction was just a question like, could I do something different? Yeah. No, I have the father that grinds every day doing stuff he doesn't love. And that was exactly it. I complained and my family friends were like, well, yeah, that's life. Like work sucks. (laughs) Come have a, come have a smoothie with us or a beer. And I don't even drink. So I was really screwed. But it was like. I always wanted to prove not them wrong, but that belief wrong. Like mm-hmm. you can make money doing what you love. Yeah. And I actually read this great book, um, The Illusion of Money by Kyle Sees. And in it, he talks about doing things that are like energetically a 10 out of 10 for us. Mm-hmm. And I think an analogy I took from it, which was a great takeaway, was I always, I used to struggle with money. I used to really worry I would never make enough or be, you know, mm-hmm. sufficient on my own. And he helped me to see like through this book that it's like, well, if you're doing what you don't enjoy or if it's a four out of 10 for you, no wonder you're not making a lot of money doing it. But no. imagine if you were doing something that's a 10 out of 10 for you, how much more would you make? And it sounds so simple, but I just never like reframed my mind around those questions. And then looking at it through that perspective, it made sense. I was like, oh, it's not that my worth is lower, my value is lower, I don't know how to make money. It's just, I've been doing shit that's like a two out of 10 for me or yeah. a three out of 10. So no wonder it wasn't successful, but it opened me up to like, well, what if I was doing something I loved, like travel, like Mm -hmm. helping others? And I think that was like a game changer to see like, no, there is another way outside of just doing something you don't like. And in fact, not only is it another way, it's actually 10 times more lucrative and fun and enjoying, and it's what you're meant to be doing. And you pour so much more energy into it if it's something you enjoy. And it's like, it's, it ends up becoming inevitable that that would be successful because again, one of my favorite quotes is like, you can fail at doing like what you hate too. And I think people forget that, you know, they think it's secure because they don't like it, but it's like, dude, you can fail at that too. That job can disappear. And so that was also to go back to one of the things that, um, 
like was a draw the line in the sand moment was financially I didn't know where my company stood because of COVID. Yeah. And that's when I was like, dude, I'm putting my security outside of myself and somebody else and I don't know where this stands financially. This can disappear tomorrow too. Yeah. And here I am ready to commit an 18-month or a 24-month master's program and that might not exist in 12 months if COVID keeps going in the same direction. And that's mm-hmm. when I realized like I need to take control of my own life and like set myself up for where I want to be. Definitely. And I think so many people think like, oh, you know, it obviously takes someone brave to kind of quit their job and whatever. If you don't think we're all scared shitless when we do it. Like I remember I considered quitting my job for months before I did it. And then I was like, okay, you know what? Maybe like June will be the perfect month. And I was like, actually maybe August. And then I put it down to September. I was like, I'll have a summer with my friends, whatever. And I did end up doing it in September. And I remember like the day I knew I was quitting, I was like sweating bullets. Like my palms are sweaty and my my boss couldn't meet me. So he was like, just call me. And I was like, oh God, this is even worse. Like, and I call him and whatever. We had a conversation. It went totally fine. He understood where I was coming from because I was that tr- crazy travel girl who like would never take a single sick day off and be like, can I just have an extra day? Just like one extra day. Like, <laughs> and I would push my vacation days as much as I could. But like the moment I finally quit my job, I remember I hung up the phone and I was in my car and I just screamed at the top of my lungs. I was like, oh my God, I did it. Like, and I was so yep. proud of myself. And then at the same moment, like, like 10 seconds later, I was like, oh my God, I quit oh, my fuck. job. Like, I yeah, this is fuck. real. Like, I got to actually do it. Um, but there is like so much fear and all of that. But so it's like taking that first step. You're like, okay, well, I did that. I can't go back now. Like, I got to do it. Right. And you just got to like keep moving forward because you can, you can take that first step and then stand still and be like, oh shit, now you're Freeze. scared and do whatever. But like, you just got to keep moving keep forward. Going. And that's the thing. And I've really just learned that this last year from the fall of 2020 through 2021 is like, it actually just gets scarier because then like the leaps get bigger and the life yeah. you're risking it all for the bigger life is even better. And that is the thing. It's like learning to just embrace that chaos, learning to just thrive in the fear, learning to just, again, be scared, but do it anyway. Yep. Because when like whenever we're reaching for a dream or something bigger than where we're at, it is scary. And I think that's the thing too. It's like sometimes we think, or at least I used to think like, all right, just make this one decision and then everything's fine. You know, yeah. like just get to Bali, work, make money online, and then I'm happy. And it's like, yeah. no, then you get here and you're like, I want to travel the whole world. <laughs> yeah. I want to own a villa. <laughs> yeah. I want to help a hundred people get here. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, well that takes me doing X, Y, and Z. And that's scary and investing in yeah. more things and investing in yourself. And yeah, but what it does is I really see it as a muscle. It like each one of those steps builds that, that risk-taking muscle, essentially. And if somebody's done that once in their life, you know, then they can do it again in the future at a little bit of a greater scale. And then again, and then eventually you get this like experiences ingrained in you that prove to you like, even though I was scared, it worked out. And even though I was really frightened, it worked out. And eventually you're still scared, but you can take that leap because you're like, well, the last seven things worked out. You know, I quit my job and I survived or I moved to Bali and that was fine. And it does help you going forward. 100%. It's like bigger risk, bigger reward. Yeah. And I think at the same time, like you are going to fail at things. You know, some of those big risks are going to end up as epic failures. And you like pivot and you learn whatever. Just like in life in general, like you can't, you know, you're going to learn from whatever mistakes you make. And I always tell people because they're like, oh, I'm so scared. Like, what if I do it and it doesn't go right? I'm like, well, then you're back to square one. But at least you tried. Right. Like at least you made some sort of effort to try. Otherwise, you're going to stay in your one job forever. Mm -hmm. And you're going to be like, well, I could have, I could have, I could have. Wish I did, wish I did, wish I did. Yeah. And you don't do anything, but like, what's the worst case scenario? Like worst case scenario, I quit my job. I came to Bali. I lived a couple good months, ran out of money, went back home and got a new job. At least I came to Bali and did it. Like, yeah. 
So it's, you know, it's taking those leaps, even though you could fail, but like literally what's the worst case scenario. That That's exactly it. And I, I talk about that with people out here because you've seen it too. Not everyone has a, a way to keep this as like a long-term thing. You Definitely know, some not. people have to go home in a month or three months and they're questioning investing in a business or investing in themselves or whether it's my program or somebody else. And I, and I tell them the same thing. I'm like, you can either know that you're going home in two months, no matter what, yeah. Or you could take a leap of faith and give yourself the possibility that if this works out, now you're good for the long haul. And the only like the only risk is like maybe two weeks of that income or your three month travel getting cut short to two month. Yeah. So it's like either you can have you know the opportunity where it's like you lose a month, so you have two months and the opportunity to stay forever, or you just take your three months and pack your bag. I'm like, which would you rather? Yeah. And that's exactly it. It's like you can always go back to square one. Yeah. And I think that's when I knew I had to do it because you really can't go backwards in life. Like when you've grown in a career or in a profession, you could always that job is always waiting for you. There's yeah. always somebody looking to hire you. 100%. Um, you know, doing what they need you to do. And like you said, like if at the worst you spend your savings and go back to getting a job and then trying again, like you just learned another way to do it and yeah. had and it's always like I used to think it had to be about the job I was going out there for the travel. Sometimes we don't even know what's calling us. It might 100%. be a relationship. It might be a future partner or a best friend or just somebody or something that we need to connect with. Yep. And it's like we don't know that in the moment. We just feel this desire to go somewhere. And it's no one's ever taught us that that desire or that want is enough. Yeah. You know, it's like we know we want stuff. That's never the struggle. It's just we don't know why. And people sometimes give themselves a requirement to have to understand why they need to do that or if it'll work. And the truth is like, we don't get that all the time. We don't get that understanding. So in order to have it, we just need to act on the desire itself and really determine and give ourselves the the, the love and permission that like, hey, if you want it, that's a good enough reason to do it. 100%. Um, Yeah. It's having that passion, the drive. And like, I'm sure you've met a thousand people out here like this. I know I have for sure. If you are passionate about this life and you come out here, I guarantee you won't go home. 100%. The amount of people who you meet are like, I came here for two weeks and I've been here for two years. And you're like, <laughs> it yeah. happens to so many people. Like so many people come here for a couple of months, you know, like Stephanie, for instance, yeah. our friend, like she came out here knowing she'd be here for a few months and now she's like here completely long term. You know, it happens to so yeah. many people, but you get here and you feel the vibe and the energy. And you're like, this is my tribe. This is my people. This is where yeah. I'm supposed to be. And you will make it work. You'll make it fucking work if you have to. That's Again, my favorite quote, like the, the book, The Alchemist, it is like the universe conspires in your favor. Yeah. Like if you want something bad enough and there's so many opportunities here and that's it. Like people come and you just run into somebody at a cafe or a co-working space yep. and the job lines up or Facebook group. Somebody posts, hey, I need somebody to do X, Y, and Z. And the new person just arrives, sends them a DM and next thing that you know, they have a job and they have a way to stay here. Yeah. And everything does happen and it's just being open enough to like being risk taken enough to give it yeah. a chance to happen and moving here or anywhere without that being in place yet and it's just doing the step by step where it's like mm-hmm. first you know it might be quitting and then maybe moving somewhere and then it's like finding a place and then it's getting that first job and then that second job and it's just like it's taking it in stride when a lot of times I used to be the one that like thought I needed to have everything figured out right away. Yeah, it doesn't work that way. Yeah, no one, everyone would be doing it if it worked that way. Yeah. But the truth is like, you don't want it to work that way because what you can imagine right now for yourself is so much smaller than what you're actually capable of. And I think we learned that. And so it's like, as you go step by step, your desires actually get bigger and your confidence grows and you realize you're worth so much more and you're allowed to have it. And you find other examples of people doing it and achieving what you want. And then like you can actually go for what you want and that is waiting for you versus like 
you know, coming up with some small version and small vision for yourself. And that, and that never seems to align anyway. It's like, take it in stride and then just let that vision grow as you go. Yeah, I need to be okay with the unknown. Yeah. Like, the unknown's massive. I mean, you'll never know what the doors will open in the future at all. Like, when I quit my job back in 2019, my whole plan was, all right, I'm going to backpack for six months, which I did. And then I was moving to Australia for two years. I was going to go back to medical devices sales out there. I had contacts out there. I was going to be able to get a job. That was my, like, two-year plan because I was such a planner. I was like, I need to know, like, what my future holds in a couple of years, you know? came down to it. I did my backpacking I got sent home from COVID no job no nothing no one was hiring me sitting at home and like what the fuck do I do now like I really don't wow. even know and that panic kind of sets in and I was like okay well and you know obviously I changed my whole trajectory of like where yeah. I wanted to go and what I wanted to do and I ended up in Bali and like now you know there's so many connections and cool things we're doing here but if I would have looked at myself back in 2019 like me I would have never envisioned this exactly. but like the doors had opened because you take that step and that risk you can't you can't ever imagine them. No. So you can't think that far in advance. Like you got to think like, okay, this is important to me. I'm going to do it. And we'll see what the universe has to, you know, throw at me. It's it's really it. And that's where I think like trust is so underrated because that's what it is. It's just trusting yeah. that like that first step, that desire, making that first move to Australia is enough. And, yeah. and knowing like you don't know where it's going to lead you, but if you're getting called to go there, there's a reason for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And oh, everything happens for a reason. Like I'm so happy I didn't go to Australia now because right. like, I would have been working in medical device sales back to a job I didn't really like, just in a location I loved. Yeah. And been probably in the same spot, but like, okay, so when can I quit again? Like, you know, and everything kind of works out the way it should. And, you know, obviously now we're here and living a great life, but it just goes to show like, take the leap and just kind of see what shows up for you because it's going to show up if you put out there and you're doing something that's actually passionate, like you're passionate about. Yeah. I, I really, I think I got to a point where I was just like, it's more of a risk not doing it. 110%. Like, oh I God. actually realized, like, it's it's like a greater risk just staying in a lifestyle that I knew my soul was dying in every single day. <laughs> yeah. I was like, this is the risk. Like, I'm going to have heart problems. I'm going to get fat. <laughs> like, I'm not going to date yeah. anyone I like because I'm not excited. Health. Yeah. And that's when I started seeing, like, you know, these two different paths. And I was just mm-hmm. like, dude, I'm doing the scarier thing now. Yeah. Where my life is taking me is actually scarier than giving something I love a shot. And I think, again, that could be a hindrance to people because we're not taught like what's easy is the right. Yeah. And sometimes like the easy path is the right path. Like yeah. we're just taught to like grind and do the hard thing that we don't want to do. And it's like, no, or do this thing that's like waiting for you and says you can yeah. do it. And like, we're just waiting for somebody to tell us it's okay. Yeah. I think it's because it's outside the box. Like yeah. where you kind of grow up in this, you know, like society box they put us in where you had to get out of college get a job yeah. work your way up the ladder you know do xyz buy a house all that kind of stuff so if you start working outside the box like people are kind of like oh what are you doing like come on now just like keep going where you are you're on a different yeah. trajectory but it's like am i like and like you said like it's way scary if i think about myself in 10 years from now one you know living abroad doing whatever but taking a risk doing something i love or b being absolutely <sighs> freaking miserable at home like wondering why I didn't back when I was 20 something go out and do this and now I'm like too far into life to actually be able to make a big change you know so it's like that is way scarier yeah that actually going out going after something someone maybe doesn't you don't like normally do but we normalize it so we don't realize that's the scarier choice yeah because everyone else is doing it and yeah yep so what was your like did you have one TikTok that blew up that was like that moment of like, oh, wow, like I can do this? Yeah, it was awesome. And <laughs> I owe everything to my best friend Manuela in Brazil. So I had been living in San Francisco before I moved back to the East Coast. And I had a friend out there. We worked together mm-hmm. and we both quit. And then we spent a month in San Francisco just playing like 
cards and going to the park and hitting the gym. Yep. And I had a really funny video of her just running around a coffee table, you know, being silly, pretending to be like a bird. And so here I am <laughs> one day in August trying to come up with TikTok videos using this dude's sounds and inspiring quotes. And it was something about like love or something. And this mm-hmm. girl's just like my best friend. But I was like, all right, whatever. Like this video kind of works. And literally it was like, I didn't have anything in my camera roll recently. So I used the video of her and it was the first video that it just started going and it hit 100, 200K, 250K. And I think that's when I went from, I had literally a hundred followers like August like 9th. And like by August 12th, it was like 15,000 and then 20,000. And that's when I like texted her. I was like, I think you just changed my life. Like I'm so (laughs) grateful we had sushi that day. I took a funny video. (laughs) And after that, it was just like, a roller coaster. I had like a snowball effect. Like two days later, another video hit 500k. Wow. Five days later, another hit video hit 800k, and then it was just like for a month. Like my my numbers were just growing, and I couldn't yeah. even keep up. It was crazy. I was waking up and answering like literally 2,000 comments for like two to three hours. Like Jeez. this is why I love TikTok. TikTok would actually send me a notification, and they're like, "You're commenting too fast. Please take a break." And that was like what I needed from the outside to tell me, "Yo, chill out, go shower, and hit yeah. the gym." But yeah, it, it just blew up and went viral, and everything changed. And that's when I really learned the power of that platform and what I wanted to do. Where I was like, "Oh my god!" Like you're always one video away from changing your life. Like yeah. it was one silly video. And thank God I took that video on my camera roll six months ago. Mm-hmm. And next thing you know, like I have all these followers and I'm getting brand offers and all this different stuff. And I was just yeah. like, thank you, Manuela. <laughs> right? <laughs> thank you. It is funny though because I think sometimes people overthink it. Like yeah. they're like, it has to be. Because obviously now like TikTok is becoming, you know, slowly more mainstream. It's not like Instagram or anything yet, but it's definitely getting there Jeez. for sure. And there's a lot of people who have like very high video quality content now. But like it doesn't mean that you can't i've seen people go viral off the dumbest videos it's exactly it like i have a photographer i have a videographer i have the most cinematic videos and they'll get no views and then i have the dumbest thing ever that i took on not even like my iphone like an old android burner phone and that's the one that blows up with 600k and i think it's like really cool the way tiktok works as a platform and then relating it to life because it is just the non-overthinking videos that go viral you know that's why the platform's so exciting is it doesn't need to be perfect. You don't need perfect lighting or all this equipment or really nice cinematic yeah. captured footage. It's like, you just need to be you. Yeah. You just need to be authentic and real. And the stuff that goes viral is value-driven and relatable. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's marrying educational and uh, like entertaining content. Yeah. And that's the coolest thing is that like, yeah, you don't need some crazy equipment set up and you don't need to overthink it. And the people that do the best are just the ones that learn to just put it out there mm-hmm. and just share because it's another chance to go viral and it might help one person. And it, it's really hard to like get into that mindset. We carry like, forgive me for using the sensitive terms, but we carry a little PTSD from the other social platforms when yeah. we move on to TikTok because we've been taught to be put in a box. We've been taught to not go outside of our niche. We've been taught like everything has to be perfect highlight and reel. on the grid and a highlight reel. Yep. And TikTok's not like that. It's the most forgiving algorithm. It lets you try new things and go off brand and show your personal sides of yourself and not be perfect and have messy hair. And it's like, when I work with my clients, that's like the biggest struggle in the beginning is to like work through that mindset shift of just showing up on camera, recognizing that what you know now is enough, that your value is enough, that you don't have to be in front of some fancy desk and regurgitate lines to look like an expert. Like 
You could just be in your car because you had an epiphany and share that with somebody, you know, or, or getting out of bed and like just talking about how tired you are, but you're doing something. And it's like helping people to remember that we've all been through personal journeys and where we are is where we wanted to be, you know, six months ago or a year ago. And if that's true, then there's somebody else six months behind us or a year behind us that is going to go through similar stuff if they're on a similar journey. And what we know now can really help them. And so if we share that, it's really giving them what they need yep. you know, to go forward and to avoid some of the obstacles or hurdles we had to face. And once people realize that there's value in their journey and where they're at now, and they don't have to go become something else or be more successful to share, gives them the freedom to like start producing content now, start putting themselves yep. out there and doing it in a way that is more aligned with them. And, and then it becomes fun. And then people become more confident. And that's what then gets them the views and the followers and the growth. It's like, it's a whole personal development journey. And, yeah. and few people realize that. I think it's great because like you said before with the other platforms, you know, there is such a, like a pressure. Like we all know Instagram is your highlight reel. Mm-hmm. Like look at my Instagram, look at your Instagram. Everyone's like, it's these beautiful, beautiful travel pictures. Yeah. Whatever. Life is amazing. Life couldn't be better. Whatever. X, Y, Z. Is that the truth all the time? No. Like how many TikToks do I see? And that's what I love about TikTok is like just the raw, like yeah. real aspect of it. The amount I see people like just crying, being like, yeah. I just had a shit day at work, like blah, blah. And they're just like talking real stuff and it blows up because like, I relate, I relate, I relate. Whereas like Instagram, you don't get the same type of relatability with people. It's that authentic connection. And that's that's why we're here together. It's yeah. like you saw a random video of me, but it's not a video of me just like showing off a lifestyle. It's I was putting silly or crying text on a screen saying like, I'm moving to Bali. Here's what I'm scared of. Here's what I actually need to let go of. Saying goodbye to friends and family, being worried about losing a job, like all this stuff. And you do connect with somebody. When people are putting themselves out there authentically, you connect with them authentically. And then like, yeah, you grow this emotional bond and it's a lot more powerful than just some highlight reel that you can't resonate with. Yeah, 1000%. And I'm sure like, you know this with the clients and stuff, like, People are going to buy from you because they like you and because they, you know, they trust you and they want to work with you. Not because they like look at your profile and say, oh, number, okay, he has whatever, 97,000 or whatever it may Mm -hmm. be followers. Cool, great. Like they want to actually know who you are and TikTok gives you that platform to actually show people like who you are. It's exactly it. And it's like the clients I work with, it's funny. I ask a few of them all the time. I'm like, when, when did you like know you would work with me? Or like what video, you know, did you see that you knew you liked me or you wanted to like see what I was about? And it's never, never the famous ones. It's never the videos that blew up. You know, it's always the one with the 10 times less views that if you looked at it from a creator side, you'd be like, oh, these videos were a failure. But actually, those are the videos that your loyal people connected with you about. Mm. And that is why I encourage so many people to put out everything that's real to them. Because just because the views are huge doesn't mean that's the video that's either getting you clients or really showcasing yourself. It just means like a lot of people watched it, you know, and a lot of times like the videos that actually will either get you clients or or build that, you know, service work for you are just the ones that are you being you, you know, or or the smaller videos. And it's like, I always use the analogy, like your TikTok profile is almost like an artist's like album Mm -hmm. where there's always like one or two songs on a CD that are the hit singles that everyone sees. But it's only like the loyal followers that listen to the other songs and know all the other songs and love them. And it's the same with TikTok where it's like the followers that are really loyal are the ones that binge all your stuff because they love your personality. Mm-hmm. And TikTok is that perfect platform that given the tools, the effects, the the shortness of it, the fun, it really allows you to express all of yourself. Whereas some other platforms, like you really are limited, yeah. you know, to, to show off that personality side of you. But it's 
in 2021 now it's like that's the the deal breaker and the game changer for why people work with one another it's like people want to work with a person they want to work with a a personality they don't want to just work with some salesy stuff and so yeah that it's huge it's great for that yeah definitely and i think like obviously you can show your personality like an instagram story but it goes away after 24 hours so if someone wants to go to my profile you know and wants to look at me like Maybe the best, maybe I had a really great day on my Instagram stories and I'm giving the energy and I'm giving the vibe and they love it, but they can't see it because I was three months ago or it was three exactly. weeks ago. Whereas like TikTok just kind of holds all your personality there for someone on a platform and screen just to kind of go and see if they like you on it. Yeah, you just nailed it. That's exactly it. It has that for life. Like you have this yeah. very quick and short documentation and documentary of like all your moments, the good, the bad, the ugly, the funny, mm-hmm. the silly, the business ones. And, and you're allowed to put them all there. And the only cohesiveness to that brand is you. Yeah. Like I tell everyone all the time, I'm like, people struggle to find their niche or what's the commonality and how do these four parts of them fit together? I'm like, dude, you're the common denominator. I'm like, it's the way you talk about this thing and the yeah. way you talk about that and the way you share about this. I'm like, you're the centerpiece. And people are like, really? I'm like, yeah. Like, And that's exactly it. It's like, you can lose sight of that on, on different platforms, but on TikTok, like, it's all there. Yeah. And, and that's why I do like, again, where the company's going the long haul. Like now they're rolling out new features like playlists. So it's just making it like even easier for people to kind of categorize their content into that yeah. so that it becomes more of a channel where people can binge some content and really get a feel for somebody and see all the parts of them and their lifestyle. Yeah. So what point was your pivot of like doing TikTok, growing, seeing it all and knowing that you wanted to turn it into helping people monetize themselves? It was, it honestly didn't feel like a choice for me. I came to Bali and my plan was grow this massive audience and then I knew I could monetize from that. Yeah. Whether that was partnering with hotels, products, brands. Yeah. Um, I came out to Bali and my whole life I had always been kind of a workaholic and I'd always burn out and then quit and do something yeah. else. And I really didn't want to repeat that pattern. So when I came here, again, all I could focus on always was like, how am I going to make money doing this? And I knew mm-hmm. if I asked that question, how could I make money? I could come up with a million answers and yeah. they would be successful, but it might not be what I wanted to do or what yeah. I enjoyed and I would burn out in six months. And so I really tried my best to not focus on that and just do what I loved out here and see mm-hmm. what came to me. And I struggled with that at first, but I ended up taking like three weeks off of posting and just living the Bali life. And the shift was for me was I fell in love with the lifestyle I created and my lifestyle was simply just going to the gym, having some cacao protein smoothie. And then like seeing friends and watching like watching the sunset at the yeah. beach with a coconut. And that was enough for me to learn like I wanted a job where I worked to live instead of live to work. Of course. And that was the shift in my life. And once I realized that, it felt like divine timing. A lot of people just at, like there's been such a shift in TikTok growth. But just in October of 2020, very few people were asking about growing on TikTok. Yeah. Very few people were on it. And I, I remember getting laughed at by some friends out here. They're like, what do you do? Who are you? And I'm like... I'm a TikToker. Like I got yeah. a bunch of followers. And that was kind of like a geeky, funny thing. And then like I watched the shift change. So a friend reached out in November after those like two, three weeks hiatus. And he was like, dude, I feel like you need to start posting again. And it felt right. And I did. And my first video blew up again. So yeah. I was like, all right, the signs are there. I'm just going to keep posting. And little by little, you know, meeting more people, whether it was out in the social scene or at co-working spaces, asked what I was up to. I showed them, told them about my following and they wanted to know more because there were so many entrepreneurs out here, so many coaches, so many small business owners, so many people trying to build or sell something. And they were curious how TikTok could help them. And that's when like 
the idea was birthed and it didn't come from me. People were asking me like, dude, how did you grow? How did you grow so fast? Yeah. How, how can you make money from TikTok? And I had all the answers. I had known it. I had dappled with it and through trial and error, figured so much stuff out. And so that's when like come November, December, I was like, wow, like I, I need to teach this. Like I have too many people asking me for it. Um, and then I really, I give myself credit for, I invested in a coach. That was my game changer that's where a change. it, I saw so many people and it breaks my heart and it's my motivation to this day have to leave Bali because they didn't figure out how to monetize their passion online. Yeah. And the only difference between me and them was not that I figured out money mindset stuff, not that I ever had money or came from a family with money. It was simply that I hired somebody who did what I wanted to do two years ago. This yeah. badass chick that lived in Bali and who I was for TikTok, she was for a different platform. Mm-hmm. And I found her and I was like, I could try to do this myself or... I can follow somebody else step-by-step path and do it in half the amount of time. And so I knew like I had built the following and I knew I had the traffic, but there were so many options to take. You know, I could have grown on different platforms. I could have invested in a YouTube course. How to use use YouTube to drive traffic. I could have invested in a course on how to build a digital course. I could have done so many things and they all sounded great, but I didn't know which one to prioritize. Mm -hmm. And hiring somebody who spent time where her brain worked to help my current situation she just laid me out a six-month roadmap. She's like, yeah. this is what you're going to do first. Here's how you're going to grow it. Then you're going to do this, and then you're going to do that. So go do this this week. And my life just became so simple because I literally had a to-do list to follow every single week. Yeah. And so come December, like that was my game changer. And for myself, it was huge. I made the investment I made back with her in a month. I paid for over a six-month coaching program. Yeah. I mean, it was more money than I had ever made in my life up until that point. And it was really powerful and it really ingrained in me the power of like the true shortcut is like investing in yourself and like helping yourself by like connecting with somebody that's done what you want to do. You know, not somebody that's five years ahead, but maybe six months or two months or or two years. Just one chapter ahead is all you need. That's all I needed. And so that was it. And so, you know, it came to me like, oh, I'd help people grow because that was something I knew how to do and people wanted from me. And then I just found somebody that could help me teach that. And, and it was amazing. Definitely. So now with your clients, like, what do you think are the first like three steps for someone who wants to kind of get started? That they have to start making to, you know, grow their their TikTok or even monetize. Like, oh, there's always like you know a roadmap, and everyone's yeah. different for each client, each person. But would you say like the foundational things that people need to really do to be able to you know take that jump? Yeah, I'll break it into four steps. Sure. Like, and that's yeah. literally like what I teach and I tell people. Like, the first step is really like clarity on your brand and personality clarity on that brand and business and from there what we look at is like what type of lifestyle do you want what how do you want to monetize that are you somebody that has time for one-on-one or you need more passive income or you have a passion or a restaurant what is it and once we figure that out then we can decide like okay what type of audience is going to get you there you know how big where is that audience hanging out who is that audience and you identify you know their ideal follower and then from there you see okay what content is that ideal follower looking for? Who do they engage with? Mm-hmm. How? What type of content can help them? And then you take your story and what they're looking for and you find this beautiful, happy medium where you're like, oh, this is the type of stuff that this client would benefit from. Yeah. And that client's going to build me this audience, which is going to get me that monetization, that lifestyle. And so it's very strategic early on so that you know everything you're doing is getting you closer to your goals. So the first step is really that brand, that, that clarity on your brand and personality, seeing how you know your personal story can be shared in 10 seconds in a short form video content and then what that looks like like from an aesthetic standpoint which is colors and fonts Mm -hmm. and also a content standpoint whether it is a little bit dancing and pointing to text 
or it's inspiring quotes over you know travel content yeah. or it's just face to camera giving tips you know there's so many different content styles and i really try to break it down with people on like what's doable for them and they can do at a high volume you know if they can do something multiple times a day and it's easy for them let's let's do that let's not do the thing that's really going to be hard for them to do everyone's got a, a a way or a natural way of being and it's like let's work with that so that's step one and then step two is like the knowledge piece. That's actually understanding how TikTok works, how yeah. the algorithm works, how to you know create a little hashtag strategy to then make sure your TikToks, you're being categorized by TikTok in the mm-hmm. right communities and that your TikToks are being shown to the right communities. Yeah. So it's like step one, learn you. Step two, learn the vehicle that's going to drive you there, the platform TikTok. And then step three is the launch. And that's like posting like X amount per days for X amount of days or months. Yeah. Um, and improving as you go. Like I tell everyone, like you're not going to have all that clarity early on, but if you know 60 or 70% of what you're doing, it's like we start with that. And then the clarity comes when you're seeing which videos do well and you're seeing which ones you enjoy and you're getting better at sharing your message. And so it's like step one, clarity on like brand personality. Step two is, you know, the getting started, the learning everything about TikTok. Step three is the launch. And then like the fourth step is more like the scaling. And that's when it gets fun. It's like using TikTok as that top of your pyramid to drive traffic to other places, you know, yeah. other across multiple platforms, grow your other followings, learn how to monetize, improve your own efficiency so that you can batch content so it doesn't feel like a job. Yeah. And so those are like the four main steps. And I think um, a, a last piece that gets forgotten about is actually mindset. And yeah, that's like, sure. I address that in every section, you know, with clients, but even with others, like for people out there that want to get started, it's like, there's going to be mindset stuff that creeps on up on us and will sabotage you later on if we don't face them now. Definitely. And it's not a bad thing. It just means let's face them now before they sneak up on us. And those things it could be money stuff. It could be perfectionism. It could be not having a supportive community. It could be just like giving up and quitting too early. Accountability, like all this stuff, confidence, showing up yep. on camera, thinking we're camera shy. And I think the biggest thing to understand is like who you are now is a totally different person than who you are having achieved the results you want. You know, if somebody's hasn't started yet and they want a huge following, who they are now is totally different than the future self of them with 100K following monetizing their passion. And so by knowing that it's like, we have to grow from this like this static identity of who we are into this new person. And the only way to do that is by adding variation into our life and changing and growing. And so it's like understanding that what makes us who we are now is you know our current set of beliefs our current set of like mm-hmm. how we see ourselves and this future version of ourselves who we want to be they have a different set of beliefs a different set of values a different set of how they see themselves and we need to be able to look at those two different types of people us and our future self and then start working towards embodying you know those new future beliefs those new future identities um characteristics of who we want to be and Definitely. start embodying and working towards being that and then the rest will follow. So it's like those are the four main steps. Um, and the mindset piece is like really important and integral part that goes like along all of those stages. 100%. I think a lot of people forget about the mindset part of it. Like yeah. If you don't have the mindset, guess what? The rest of the stuff's not going to come. You exactly. Work your butt off and do whatever. If you don't have that mindset, it's not going to work. And like you were saying with like future self and yourself now, like I always tell people, who's that like 2.0 version of you? Like write it down on a piece of paper. What's their morning routine? Yeah. What do they do? Like, and you want to get up every day and you want to be that person because the it. more you embody it, the more you're going to be it and you're going to be that sooner and think that way now to help you get, you know, and you're all going to be there like before you even know it. It sounds crazy. I, I went and bought all new clothes in April when mm-hmm. I was like, 
not struggling for money, but like I wanted to hit a certain yeah. financial goal. And I was like, well, this doesn't make sense. I'm dropping a few hundred bucks. But that's what I was doing. I was like, no, future Kev, 2.0 Kev, yeah. he looks this way, he dresses this way, he acts this way. 100%. So I need to start being that. And that happened. And yeah. it's like, you don't see that in books, you know? Like there's all these success books and business books and no one tells you like, dude, just go design your future you and start being that person. Yeah. It's like, oh, here's all the how-to steps. And it's like, no, like we really need to look at where we want to go, what that person is. Mm-hmm. And like you said, do their morning routine, do yeah. what they do, think the way they think, speak the way they think. And it's like, that is how we change and grow. And then our outer world like reflects that to get all woo-woo. Definitely, 110%. Yeah. Like you, you won't get there unless you actually start to like embody that. And one last thing I want to touch on before you know we wrap up, um, you had a really insane client win recently, yeah. which I thought was really cool. Um, so how do you think, like what do you think is the key integral part that allowed your client to get to you know, that big massive jump which you can go into? He, he went all in. Like, so I think that the short answer is he said yes without knowing why. He took the tools I gave him. He took mm-hmm. the strategies. He went all in for TikTok. And he didn't know if it was going to work. He'd asked me like, is there a guarantee? Blah, blah, blah. And he was gung-ho and wanted it. So I think the two things is like, he wanted it really bad, Mm -hmm. but also he did it without like knowing if it was going to work. He just, he he, he drank the Kool-Aid and and trusted. And by doing that, he did everything the right way. He started out of the gate hot. He, He learned everything first, then he implemented it. And then he stuck to it, even though he wasn't seeing results right away. His first three weeks, he was seeing 150 views per video, and that was it. Yeah. And then, like, he was literally at 100-something followers when he asked me when he could start focusing on monetizing. I was like, bro, like, <laughs> like we got to, like, give us a couple weeks. I was yeah. like, we could push it. And then that next week, he popped off 5K, 25K. Literally, in, like, three or four weeks after that, he ended up getting to, like, over 60,000 followers in less than a month. And then it was like 86,000 less than two months, over 100,000 less than three months. It was like yeah. insane. But the thing was, he didn't know those were going to be his results. Mm-hmm. And yet he just went for it all in and just gave it his best shot in hoping for it. Yeah. And I think that was the game changer. Like rather than spend time doubting, rather than spend time wondering if he had wasted his money or is wasting his time, he just said, you know what? This is what I want. I'm going to go all in for it and hope for the best. Yeah. And he shot a shot. And that was it. Yeah. I think another key thing you said, which is super important, is the consistency. Like so many people I know I talk to and they're like, well, it's been like two or three weeks or it's been a month and it's not working yet. And it's like, does any, like nothing ever goes like that, like in a month. It's like, you got to keep grinding. If you don't grind, then guess what? You're going to think you need to change. You're going to change your niche. You're going to change whatever. And then you're going to start back and do the same thing over and over again. Like if you just put your head down, grind, stick with it, stop trying to change it because it doesn't give you instant gratification work the consistency like you will see the results but you gotta like gotta keep just grinding at it it's so true it's so funny it's like people get out of university or college and on paper like everyone's okay with working eight years at a job to make six figures yeah they're like okay this is my goal i want to make six figures and they're happy to do something they don't like for four or six or eight years to Mm -hmm. move up the corporate ladder and then hit six figures but then people quit their jobs and become an entrepreneur and they want to make 10K a month in three months. They yeah. want to be a six-figure <laughs> entrepreneur in three months. Yeah. And if they don't make six figures in less than six or three months, they quit. And they're like, they this coach. doesn't work. <laughs> like, dude, you're, you're willing to spend four years in corporate grinding, spend yeah. 100 grand to 400 grand in college tuition, and then spend all these years trying to get to six figures. But for yourself, you're going to give it two or three months. And if you don't see the results, you quit. Yeah. And that's exactly it. And it's like, 
I think that is why some people, it's why so many people fail early on is because they could be doing the right things, not seeing the results and then quit too early, or they could be doing the wrong things and then like not see the results and just keep going. And it's just like consistency is everything. And yeah. I tell people like anyone can blow up doing whatever you want. It's just like, are you, are you providing value and are you being consistent? And like you, we talked about earlier with, again, quitting or, or trying a new stuff or pursuing your dreams, like there really is no failure. And mm-hmm. I think like, especially like the young versions of ourselves are so eager and ambitious to get there. And then we realize like, dude, if you made it by 35 or 45 or 55 or 65 doing what you love, like you're freaking happy. Yeah. And it sounds crazy because everyone wants it now. But the truth is, if you actually knew you were going to be mega successful, you'd stop giving a crap. And like the second you become that successful, you just wish you'd enjoy the ride a little bit more. Yeah. And like it didn't actually matter if you made it at 37 or 27 or 17 or 57. Like you got there. And um, yeah, it's just a matter of like not seeing it as success and failures and just seeing it as like part of the process, like the journey of like, this is what I want, so I'm gonna work for it. And I tell people that with TikTok all the time. I'm like, you, like, you will get 10K. You will get 15K yeah. followers. Like as long as you stick to this, you're going to continue to grow. It's just if you stop, like dead stop, it's the only chance you'll have it failing. Yeah. But if you keep getting better and you keep engaging and learning okay. from what you're doing, it's inevitable. And it just, it translates to life. No, definitely. I think it's super, super important. Like those factors is like, yeah. just keep going. Like take the risk no matter how like scary it might be, you know, go with the unknown. Like, you know, you might feel a little blind when you're going into it, but it will open doors. And if you keep at it and you don't give up, like, you will be able to have the life you've always kind of wanted. It, it sounds so casual, and yet we make it out to be not casual, but it really is casual. Yeah. It's like, dude, like, it's just life. Mm-hmm. Like, what are we really scared of? Running out of money? Like, dude, you'll find a job. Yeah. You're, you're not going to live under goes. a bridge. Like, there's plenty. You can do a lot of things. And it's like we forget that. We put so much weight and stress and pressure on ourselves. But like you said, it's just like, dude, do you want it? Okay, take the first step. Yeah. See what happens. Take the next step. Yeah, sometimes we make it way harder for ourselves. We do. We have to. <laughs> we make it like this huge thing. Yeah. And really it's not. Yeah. And like we're able to figure it out as we go, trust that we're capable, and like we're never going to fall flat on our face. Like yeah. we're just not. If we, we do, keep... we change it up and try yeah, something just pivot. else. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, if we can do it, anyone can do it, literally. That's like, I, I do want to take a moment to share that. Like, guys, let's see. 2018, I lived in St. Croix in the Virgin Islands. I was making $11 an hour making pizza. I had no money. I moved down to the yeah. Virgin Islands. I had $110 in my bank account and I couldn't even afford 2000 bucks to ship my Jeep down there. And so for the first three months, I got a job in a week. I started making pizza. My dad's a pizza man. I yeah. knew how to make pizza. And in that entire year, like I ended up starting a drone business and getting hired by an aviation company and flying in private jets. And like all this stuff changed in a year. But literally, like, I was whipping up pizzas on a boardwalk, you know, like, yeah. for 10, 11 bucks minimum wage, sweating, really feeling like I was so far from my dreams. And I was 25 years old doing it, 26. And I'm like, dude, I am a failure, you know? Yeah. My friends are working at a bank and making six figures, mm-hmm. and I'm making pizza, not even using my college degree. <laughs> yeah. And then fast forward, you know, that led to the drone thing. This led to tech, something to something else, education. Then I'm in Bali, and then everyone's like, oh my God, like, you're crushing it or you're killing it. And it's like, dude, it took five, like it took some years of feeling like a failure or looking like an idiot on paper, yeah. but all that stuff that we put on paper as a failure was actually building the person that now is able to handle the lifestyle you want. Yep. And it's like, if we can or anyone can do it, you really can too. So if you see anyone out there living your dream, it is possible. And I used to look at people with followers and be like, 
oh, I can, like, I'll throw Lost LeBlanc a plug. I love Christian. Like, I love his content. And he was the guy I idolized, you know, living yeah. in Bali. And I never thought I was at, like, a Lost LeBlanc level. And that's why I was like, dude, like, hundreds of thousands of followers, like, I'm just going to aim for 5,000. <laughs> yeah. And it's, like, so silly how we, we put ourselves at these little thresholds when it's like, dude, like, reach for the, reach for the sky. Like, these people that you look up to that are doing what you want to be doing are no different than you. 100%. They might just be a few years ahead. Or, and it doesn't matter if they're older or younger than you. And it's like, get started now. And in two years, you'll be so much greater off and happy you did. But yeah, it really is possible. Definitely. So where can people find you online? TikTok, Instagram, all of it. So at Viral Traction is my handle on Insta and TikTok. And then like to find out more about how TikTok can help you to build a massive audience or take your life or business fully remote, it's just viraltraction.com slash free training. And I made a video and I made this whole program specifically so like people can learn this stuff like without killing themselves yeah because it's like it's so doable and it should be out there for everyone to figure out because if you want it like again the information's there Mm -hmm. and it's just a matter of like the hardest part isn't getting the information like tony robbins always talks about losing weight he's like dude the problem with losing weight isn't people don't know how like the information's there it's it's getting on the treadmill and so it's like yeah check that stuff out and it's like the hardest part is just making the jump yourself and determining if you want it. But yeah, hit me up. I'm at Viral Traction on Insta or TikTok. Love to chat with you guys. Like shoot me a question, check up on stories. And I just want to keep advocating like we're nothing special, like not to minimize what we're doing. Like we love our life and we're happy as can be, but it's like, it's so possible. And it's just like, take the leap and you'll figure it out and enjoy. Definitely. If you guys want to blow up on TikTok or anything, reach out to Kevin. He will definitely help you. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Kevin, thanks for coming on. It's been great. Um, Everyone, keep up. More episodes coming. Can't wait for you to hear from some more crazy nomads. All right. If you are a new or aspiring entrepreneur who dreams of freedom and working from anywhere in the world, click the link below and book a free discovery call with me where we will break down the exact steps you need to take to make that dream life of yours an actual reality so we can get you started on the journey to becoming a digital nomad.